Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. Texans had an impressive victory over the Chargers last week. Um, Murrah and JW have some things to say about it. I thought the Texans, the O-line play this week with Titus Howard at right tackle and Max Schraffling at left guard, I thought it looked really good. Only two sacks. That was pretty good, and Deshaun was holding the ball for a very long time. Uh, I would have to probably agree with that. I think worse than holding the ball for a long time, I think he made a couple of bad decisions in the clutch, even though they didn't get picked off. There were two balls that could have gotten picked off, and if they had, we'd probably have lost the game. But a win is a win, and overall he played really, really well, coming uh, a lot better than he did against the Jaguars. I think you saw that when he has protection and he has time to throw, he can be a really good quarterback. But, of course, that fumble on the first drive, you, you can't do that. You can't throw the ball backwards when you're under pressure, throw it away, or he had a guy wide open. And then on the should-have-been interception, because they called roughing the passer, you can't just launch it up in the air and hope the ball doesn't get intercepted. That's how you lose games. you, you got to get the ball out of bounds. you got to get it out of bounds. But overall, Deshaun played a good game. I thought it was really encouraging that the offense got going without needing DeAndre Hopkins a lot. We are the tight ends. He had a great game, but the he, tight ends. He had like six well. receptions. The tight ends, um, Fells and what's the Jordan Adkins. Yeah, they played really well. They played really well. All to the tight ends. Yeah. And then the defense. I think we need one more guy in the secondary. I think our secondary. We're not. I don't think the Texans are ready to compete for a Super Bowl yet. I think all the cap space going into next year. That may be their year because I still think that the defense needs a few more pieces in order for it to be elite and the level that it needs to for the Texans to I would be have to agree. Agree. I think we need another secondary guy. You saw the front seven. They played really well. Whitney Merciless got in there again with a few with J.J. The Watts back. J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt, two and a half sacks. Fabulous performance by J.J. Watt. That was a treat to watch. He's back also, going back to talk about Deshaun Watson, he did really well in terms of like passing yards. He got 351 passing yards compared to an average in the NFL of around 240. He threw no interceptions, but he did kind of have a interesting fumble in the very beginning of the game. Um, he yeah, he got, got, sacked, got another rule. He only got sacked twice, and he threw three passing TDs. That's a pretty good touch, or that's a pretty good overall game, I'd say, for Deshaun. I think well, one thing to take away from that the, uh, from the game was I don't think our defense brings enough pressure. And that can be on the, the not – I think our line is good. I, I don't mean that the line play wasn't good. But I don't think Romeo Cornell dials up enough pressure, especially in late-game situations. I don't want to have, a, a, like, Philip Rivers, who is a great – a really good quarterback in the clutch, just have all the time in the world and sit back there and dice up the defense. Yeah, um, I mean, Romeo uh, – you can't play coverage – you can't play coverage and pressure at or pressure. You can't rush the quarterback and play coverage at the same time. And um, Philip River, if you're playing coverage, you got to cover anything beyond the sticks. Philip Rivers should not have been able to hit Keenan Allen on that fourth and thirteen. You either got to sack him, which they didn't try to. There was like only three or four guys rushing, or you got to cover that. Um, another big piece of news over the weekend, the Antonio Brown Circus has closed down and it basically bankrupted itself. Rodrigo? Yeah, I mean, I think we all had suspicions that Antonio Brown had some mental or emotional problems. And I think after this weekend, it's clear that he did. 
you got caught because you literally threaten the people who are accusing you. Like, what are you doing? Do you have no control of yourself? And then once you do get caught, you start criticizing Robert Kraft. You start criticizing Shannon Sharp, who's one of the most respected players in the NFL and in the media. And you you self-destructed your career. Antonio Brown, a few months ago, was was thought of to be future Hall of Fame receiver who has a chance to become one of the top 10 receivers of all time. And now uh, there's no chance unless he comes back, which I don't think he will because he, he there's something seriously wrong with him. Unless he comes back and puts up similar stats to what he did before, there's no chance of him getting in the Hall of Fame because of his behavior. That is, what he did is how to self-destruct a career 101. It's embarrassing. He ruined his name. I don't know if the people around him, what are they doing? Because they should be helping him. But it's he's a disgrace. And I'm glad this is finally over. So I don't think it's finally over. Because talent... Antonio Brown, although... One, he probably... I mean, why would you threaten someone if about making sexual assault claims if you didn't actually sexually assault them? Or, but he's kind of messed up in the brain anyway, so we don't know. Yeah. And two, talent just finds a way to get back in the game. Like, you might think he's out now, but I think... Like, out of the game now, but I think maybe in three years, Antonio Brown will recover um, from all of this stuff. And he might be, like, back on a new team. But here's the thing. Like, look at... Look at Tiger Woods, DWI, some other stuff, and he just won the Masters a couple but weeks ago. Golf, that's finds a, a way that's to a, that's a single that's sport. Thing. You can compete like you're not asking for somebody to sponsor you in golf. I mean, obviously you have sponsor, but that does, like you're not asking for a team to go yeah. sign you in golf. You can you can get back on your own terms, but if nobody's going to sign you, then you can't play football. How do you think a locker room would react if you get Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown has criticized owners, he's criticized members of the media, he's criticized coaches, he's criticized Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't think anyone in the NFL, most players, they don't like him right now because of what he did in Oakland, what he did in Pittsburgh, what he did in New England, what he's been accused of. If you sign him, yes, maybe three years from now, it won't be as, people won't remember it as much. But still, if I was in a locker room, I wouldn't want my team to sign Antonio Brown, regardless of his talent, because he's a locker room destroyer, and he just seems like not a very good person. And golf is completely different from football, because you have a team around you. It's not just making a comeback for yourself. You have to rely on, and other people have to rely on you in a team sport like football. Well, you make up a good point about the differences between golf and football, and I agree with that fully. I'm just saying that Antonio Brown has enough talent that, it, one, he gets more wiggle room because of the talent, and two, he has enough that someone someone's going to say, oh, remember that really talented guy, Antonio Brown? He like, led the league in reception yards or whatever, that ca- or this category or that category for like three years in a row. Why is he still unsigned? And they're like, forget about it, because this will, even though this won't fully blow over ever, it'll blow over enough that they'll forget about it enough that they will probably sign him to a roster. I, I disagree. I don't think I. Don't, yeah, I disagree with you too. I think that Antonio Brown has built up the kind of reputation that teams really don't want to bring into their locker room or their program in general, not only because of the media controversy it'll bring, like 
oh my god, you got this guy who's got sexual assault uh, allegations against him and that kind of thing, but also because, as we've seen, like Rodrigo said, he's not exactly the greatest guy in the locker room either. And he's not only, like, criticizing his own, like, heads, but he's also criticizing other teammates, and that's just something I don't think that would... In, in the words of Ron Burgundy, you'll have to agree to disagree on this one. So Antonio Brown's exiting the league, but four new rookie quarterbacks made their debuts in the league. Which one impressed you the most, JW? I thought Daniel Jones looked the best starting this weekend. Giants, go. Get rid of Eli as a starter. Great idea. Should have done it years before. But Daniel Jones, he looked really good in that game against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, I mean, they're not, you know, the Patriots or anything. But they're no slouch. And he looked very good, especially late in the game. Scoring, I think, 28 points on them. I do agree that Daniel Jones had a great day. There are still some fumble concerns. You can't be fumbling the ball as much as he has done over the preseason and the first game. And even the Dallas game early on, I think he had a fumble there. But I think the most impressive one was Kyle Allen for the Panthers. For the Panthers because this is a guy... He threw four touchdown passes yesterday. Cam Newton had thrown four touchdown passes over his previous six games, okay? So, in my opinion, you go into a hostile environment in Arizona where everyone's extremely excited about Kyler Murray. Granted, the defense isn't great, but you absolutely light up the place. Over 250 yards, four touchdowns. It wasn't his first NFL start. But it was still incredibly impressive for a quarterback who's not supposed to do that. And I think this now brings up questions about is should Cam Newton remain the starting quarterback when he comes back? Because in my opinion, Cam Newton, without his running talent, is a below average quarterback in this league. And I think Kyle Allen is has Maybe he will drop off a bit against the Texans, but I think he can be a really good starter. So, JW, last week um, when we were going over Roethlisberger's injury, you said that you wanted to see Mason Rudolph. You wanted to see what he was made of. What did you see in Mason Rudolph? Very good. Played the Seattle Seahawks. Put up a lot of points. Oh, what? It was the 49ers. Yeah, he played the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Played against the 49ers. Put up a lot of points. And... um, I thought he played really well. He threw, I think, two touchdown passes, one really good throw to Juju Smith-Schuster down the seam. And uh, I want want to see more than him. I don't think the Steelers are out of the playoff race right now. Well, I guess we'll see. And the last quarterback um, to play, Teddy Bridgewater. Anyone watch that game? Yes, unfortunately, I did watch that game. Teddy Bridgewater did not play amazing. And if not for Chris Carson for getting – the purpose of holding a football and not letting it go, and the Seahawks special team not being absolutely terrible, he would have lost that game. But I guess you can say Teddy Bridgewater for his first start in, well, no, for Four years? A, few a, years. a couple years, that was definitely impressive. So even though he is sick with strep throat, Jonah Goodwine is with us via phone call, and he wants to talk about Dak. Prescott and the Dak Prescott Carson Wentz debate. Jonah? Hello. Uh, I assume I'd be debating with Rodrigo since he loves to counter everyone's points. But essentially, my claim is that, especially 
through the course of this year, we'll see that Dak Prescott will perform better than Carson Wentz and prove he's the better quarterback. Okay. So are you saying he's better right now? Right now, as a passer, I think he's worse. As a runner, I think he's better. And I think the Cowboys will have more success than the Eagles. So who's a better quarterback? The better passing quarterback. So who's a better quarterback? Overall quarterback, I think Dak. Really? Okay. No. Carson Wentz is not only... He's obviously more talented than Dak Prescott, and it's not close. Dak, I will give you that Dak Prescott has better intangibles than Carson Wentz. He's a better leader, and he is just generally has probably a harder work ethic. But Carson Wentz, I mean... Have you seen this man play? He is unbelievable. The arm talent is second to maybe only Mahomes and Rodgers. Okay? His mobility is among the top five in the league. So, and Dak Prescott, he's beat the Redskins, the Giants, and the Dolphins. That's, those aren't good teams. That's, that's this season, though. That's just this season. Yeah. Last season, he didn't play well either. I would... True, rookie year. Okay, so win totals. I'm going to see if I can pull up their win totals. Okay, can I jump in and say that Carson Wentz is definitely not a top five quarterback in mobility? Yes, he is. No. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Carson Dak Wentz. Prescott. Dak Prescott. Carson Wentz. is. I'm talking not running. That, I'm talking escapability, ability to make plays when improvising. Okay, you guys are also sleeping on Josh Allen. My boy Josh Allen Run. No, Josh. Yeah, Josh Allen. Fine, but Josh run. Allen can can cannot throw a ball accurately from. We are only five talking about mobility away. on this one. Really so, anyway, we're getting away from Carson and Dak. All right. So, if looking up like total stats is a little bit off because Dak's played more games than Carson, but that's also a concern. His longevity and injuries that Carson has had because Carson through the regular season games he's played. Sure, he's won a good amount of games and has brought his team to the playoffs, but he has not played a playoff game yet. Okay, so what's Dak's record in the playoffs? One and two. Not very good. Dak Prescott is a very limited quarterback. And as much as Cowboys fans like to say, oh, he's getting better, that's, this is not the case. You threw a pick against the Miami Dolphins. Like, how can you throw a pick against the Dolphins? Like, he's not getting better. He's getting better, but he's not that much better than he was last year. It's not very difficult to beat the Dolphins at home, the Giants at home, and the Washington Redskins, who allowed Mitchell Trubisky to throw three touchdowns. So, so let me ask you this. Mitch Trubisky played a better game against the Redskins than Dak Prescott. So if we're going to use Dak's performances this year, then Mitchell Trubisky played better against the Redskins. Doesn't make sense. He, Dak Prescott, is a average to below average quarterback. And until he proves it against a good team, that will be the case. Carson Wentz is an is is for the next fifteen years is going to be in the MVP discussion every year, and he sh- should have won MVP if he hadn't gotten hurt two years ago. No, okay. I can't agree with Hold this. I, I honestly can't. Yeah, agree with I, I cannot agree with the below average. Below average. 
I can name 15 quarterbacks easy better than Dak. Name 15. That's what he is. He's I don't mean to interrupt, Rodrigo. You just said you could name 15 quarterbacks. Go. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford. Okay. Philip Rivers. I take Philip Rivers over him. We still. I would take Baker Mayfield over him. I would take Jared Goff. I would take Jimmy Garoppolo over him. I would take freaking Matt Ryan over him. I would also take Carson Wentz, obviously, as I just said. And I could make a serious argument that Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. I think you're overstepping a boundary there. Kyler Murray has not enough games very for that. good. Okay, Kyler Murray is a special talent. Okay, he has played well so far, which is better than Dak's played for his whole career. Dak Prescott. Okay, every every year the NFL NFL makes their top 100 list by the players. Guess how many times Dak Prescott has been on that list? None. And he plays for America's team. He gets national television every single week. Dak Prescott, he might break into the top 15 by the end of the year. But in, we'll see. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Saints, Sunday Night Football, we'll see against an actual good team. With a good defense. Well, not a good defense, but an actual... A decent defense. A, a, a well-coached team. We'll see. And then we'll also see against the Packers, who have so far... Exactly. So in two weeks, we'll find out how good Dak Prescott really is. Also, he has led the Cowboys to three consecutive winning seasons. Okay. I will say... So Tim Tebow won a few games in the NFL, okay? When you have Ezekiel Elliott in that defense... All you have to do is just not make mistakes. And what do you know? Whenever Zeke wasn't playing, the Cowboys went 3-3, three and three, missed the playoffs, and Dak played poorly, okay? Just the Dak hype. Come on, man. There's I no... I say going 13-2. and 13-3. Do some math. No, I'm not counting the last game because he only played, like, the first game. Yeah. Okay. So, 13-2 to only make... Little mistakes, and I'm not debating that Zeke is a huge asset. And like, without Zeke, obviously his play will decrease because the amount where the defense has to shift their focus to. But even if, even when having somebody like as talented as Zeke, especially in that rookie season, going 13 and three isn't called like a below average quarterback in that scenario would not go 13, 13 and two, 13 and three. Well. I guess we'll just find out how Dak really is, how good Dak really is soon. We will see. We will see. We will see. All right. Thanks for calling in, Jonah. Thank you. So a quick transition into baseball with the post, uh, the end of the MLB regular season one week away. Um, let's go over some award predictions. So the awards we will be predicting are um, AL MVP, NL MVP. AL Cy Young, NL Cy Young, and then AL and NL Rookie of the Year. And we'll start with JW. Well, I think it is obvious for the Rookie of the Year, it will be Pete Alonso and Jordan Alvarez, two amazing power-hitting rookies. They both hit tons of bombs this season, and you saw Pete Alonso win the home run derby. So 
That's my rookie of the year prediction. For Cy Young, I think Justin Verlander edges out Garrett Cole. And then I think uh, Jacob deGrom wins it for a second year in the row, uh, beating out Steven Strasburg. I think he's just put up an all-around better season. And then in the MVP, I think it's going to be still Mike Trout, even though he was hurt. He did so well this season. And then I think it will be Cody Bellinger after edging out uh, uh, hurt Christian uh, Christian Yelich, who got hurt late in the season. Um, I'm not. I think I'm not too sure about the NL. I don't watch that too much. But for the AL Rookie of the Year, I think Alvarez. Um, I mean, he's a great rookie. Human when 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 he, when he come up midseason. Around June. around June. Um, and he's put up great numbers so far. Hopefully he'll have a great career. But in Cy Young, Verlander and Cole are they're very close. I'm not I'm not sure he's gonna win that but. Okay. Uh for NL MVP, I'm probably going with er, sorry, rookie of the year. I'm gonna have to go with um Pete Alonso, obviously. And then for AL Rookie of the Year, I'm going to have to go with Jordan Alvarez just because of the numbers he's put up, like everyone else has said. And then for the NL Cy Young, I'm probably going to go with either Max Scherzer or Jacob deGrom. And AL Cy Young is probably JV. Um, I'm going to go with Thomas on that. I think the Rookie of the Year for the AL will be Jordan Alvarez. He has put up amazing numbers this year. Um, I think he was first, uh, what was it, like 30 or something like that? RBIs. 30, something like that. RBIs beating um, Albert Pujols. And um, I think for Cy Young, I think Cole is going to beat out Verlander for the Astros. And for the NL, I think Alonzo is the clear choice for rookie. And I don't I don't watch that many NL games, so I can't say who the who there Cy Young would be. So for the MVP, uh, sorry, the Rookie of the Year awards, I'm going to have to go with Alvarez and Alonzo, like everyone else has said, because there's not really a close race there. Um, for the MVP awards, I think Trout, um, with um, the average statistics like batting average, OPS, and stuff like that, just has enough of an edge over Bregman that um, he will win um, MVP in the NL. Um, I gotta go with, yeah, Cody Bellinger. Actually, no, I think Christian Yelich will win NL MVP. Um, and then for the Cy Young Awards, I think it's gonna be JV and Max Scherzer. For a closing point, Jack Murrell. So I think one of the big takeaways from this weekend was that the NFC South got a lot more competitive. If we look at the Saints, obviously they looked pretty good. Teddy Bridgewater came out and had a, a pretty decent game. I think one of the big takeaways, though, was that the Buccaneers had an offense. Mike Evans came alive. Uh, Jameis Winston looked like he could throw the ball. And I think the Buccaneers are going to be able to be competitive in that division. Um, I think the Falcons can be good if their defense uh, steps up and their offense and uh, Matt Ryan starts to connect more with Julio Jones, which he already has done. And I think the, uh, the last thing, the Panthers uh, – Finding uh, Kyle Allen as the replacement for Cam Newton are going to be a lot better because I just don't think Cam could throw the ball. I don't think he was fully back 
or he might not ever be back from that injury last season. And so if they have they have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, and so if they can have somebody who can really throw it, they can be competitive. So right now I think the NFC South is actually one of the more competitive divisions within the NFL. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. Signing off for now and saying goodbye, I'm Jack Ringgold.